welcome to another episode of Exploring Thoughts, where every week we take a thought-provoking topic and explore it. We're your hosts, Susie and Melly, so let's just jump right in. This week's episode is on toxic evil shit. Yeah. <laughs> and since there's really not a definition of toxic people in Webster's Dictionary, this week we're going to be using the, the Urban, Urban Dictionary. Dictionary. And for those of you who are not familiar with the Urban Dictionary, it's essentially a dictionary. It's just for slang and terms that didn't quite make the cut for, for regular English. dictionary. <laughs> exactly. Toxic person. A person who goes through every length to make another person feel bad about themselves and make it seem like they are the person who is better. Yep. Yeah. Major gaslighting. Oh, my God. That's such a huge trait of toxicity. Like you going out of your way to do something that you know will hurt me, mm-hmm. whether I find out or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. another one. Yeah, and just the the whole selfish aspect of that in general, like that emotional selfishness that I don't care what this is gonna do to you, but I, it it, mm-hmm. it benefits me, so I'm gonna do it anyways. Yep, Talk it's for it. me. Yeah. All right, that's that's. We agree on that. I do. Yeah, I I. Totally agree. Normally, it's like hit or miss, but I think that kind of, that was what I was expecting Yeah. for toxic person. I feel like with toxic people, it's so problematic because it's fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's in your relationships. It's in your friendships. It's within strangers, within your work. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, and what we were just talking about is that it's not just toxic people. It's toxic situations, toxic, toxic behavior. behavior. Because any toxic behavior doesn't always come from, like, a toxic person, you know? Yeah. That behavior can come from anyone. A toxic background. Yeah, a toxic background. A if toxic that's environment. all that person knows, then, of course, they're going to be that way. Yep. Until, they ain't another way. Exactly. And they don't know another way until someone else comes and tries. And I say try being the objective word here because if that person who is exhibiting toxic behavior does not want to change even after being told or having, and, yeah, exactly, yeah. being told and having that light shed on that toxicity, then there's nothing that that other person who is letting or informing that person can do because nope, they're never going to change. They're never going to change. You have to want to change in order to actually change and I think that's the biggest thing with toxic people is that they're aware of their behavior and they still don't care yeah they're not gonna change that's real true toxic people that you know what the fuck you're doing is damaging Mm -hmm. the other person and and you're still still doing doing it. it exactly I mean put yourself in that position of hurting someone that you actually care about and just not being able to stop yourself from that behavior and the amount of damage that you're doing to that person. It's sickening. That's the separating thing here between toxic and not. Caring about what you're doing and not caring about what you're doing. And I can't put myself in a position to not care about hurting someone that I care about. Yeah. And purposely, repeatedly doing Doing something over and over again. After being asked not to, after being told... Yeah, like boundaries have boundaries. been given to you and you continuously step all over them. Like that's a, that's a big no red flag. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a red, big flag. red flag. And a it's a red, red flag. flag that's if we're talking about toxic people, we also have to talk about the people who are in those relationships with the toxic people. Yeah. 
because sometimes they are so damaged, it is hard to get away from that. Mm -hmm. It's hard to separate yourself. It's hard to give yourself enough support to say enough is enough. I need and to I'm leave. done. Yeah. And to leave. That takes an incredible amount of willpower to separate yourself from that situation. Yeah. And it's also getting to that point yeah. of even realizing that, hey, I should fucking leave. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not okay. This is not for me. This is not okay. Exactly. And, it, and you need to separate yourself from the situation. And I think that's also a big part of why I was so happy that we decided to do toxic people because this is also for anyone who's listening who needs that bit of like I need out and and they're hearing this and it's moving them and even if you're if you don't make the decision to leave but that plants a seed and like you're it enforces, able to exactly yeah you're, and if you're not out don't punish yourself okay don't do it take your time it happens, it, it will happen for you. You will get to the part where you're like, no more is no more, and then you'll be free. Well, I just wanted to, to say that too, especially yeah. since we're talking about you guys right now. Yeah, it's true. We hope that you get that power to get the fuck out because I promise you, you deserve better, and I promise you that there is better out there. Yeah. And that's regarding anything, regarding mm -hmm. relationships, regarding friendships, friendships family, family members, members. That you need to set a boundary with. Work bosses? What? Yeah. This is for anything. This is not just, like, for some mega-type abuse. Like, just in your everyday, you should be surrounding yourself with people who bring positivity and good energy to your life like and no one's perfect it's not to say that you're gonna have happiness all the time within every relationship that's that's not the point of this it's just that you should be able to communicate to those people with health in a healthy way to yeah. express what they're doing to you that you're not liking yeah i think that's a major fucking key i think that's a, a big um a big way to be able to find the difference between an actual toxic person or a person that has toxic qualities yeah but that can change or mm -hmm. that is willing to willing change. to do the work exactly because i feel like the minute you put a boundary down or the minute you speak up the minute you say hey this is not working out this is not helping me this mm -hmm. is this is not what i need right now and they immediately shut your fucking ass down and get defensive and, and angry and, and, and angry start and start spitting. blaming on you yeah. or but i did all of this but all the, 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 whatever the situation that's a red fucking flag yeah that's a major difference between a toxic person and someone that has toxic qualities that can change because yeah. the person that can change the person that just has some toxic background that may be influencing their mm -hmm. decisions yeah. will be able to fucking hear you out even if it's not right there and then yeah. they'll give you the chance they'll heal you out they'll want to communicate and they'll want to improve i agree any any type of resistance that's a red flag to that major and and when you are met with someone who will, like you said, not just, it may not be in the moment, but eventually come to you and be like, hey, I heard what you said. Let's see what we can do about it. Let's see what we can do about this. I'm, I'll, I'll do my best. You know, like, I, I'd rather take, I'll do my best than, and sometimes it's not even explosive. It doesn't have to be yes, explosive. That's, so true. that's also, like, please hear us. It, you don't have to be, hot-headed does not mean toxic. Yeah, that's true. Okay, because 
because that's a toxic behavior. Yeah, it, it, it is a, a toxic, toxic behavior. It's not a toxic person because you can be met with silence. You can be met with being iced out. Like, all of that is still not hearing you. Yeah. It's not hearing you just because they're not screaming at you or, or hitting you. over you or hitting you doesn't mean that that, that person is hearing you. Yeah. You know? And listening. that willingness to be silent in that moment and listen to you and your emotional pleas and then still continue to do that same behavior because they don't care yeah. is just as bad as someone being like, no, look at all the things I do. Da, 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 I don't da, understand why yeah. this is a problem. Red flag. Red flag. Whether because they're screaming or not. Exactly. Just wanted to make sure and put that in there. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. That's the thing. Like, I feel like it's so sad that it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. This like, is not something you can ever get away from. No, 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 no. But there's definitely a way to try and steer away from this shit. Even if it takes 13 years. Yeah, man. Or <laughs> three or whatever, or fucking 10 months. I don't know. But you know what? It took a while for us. Like, we both had, like, that toxic relationship in our life. And yeah. I think it's also important to say, again, and to reiterate that we're not just talking about partner relationships. We're talking yeah. about friends, family, uh, like, the work environment, strangers, everything. everything. Let's talk about some of our experiences. Like, I, I want to hear, why don't you go first? <clears throat> oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I have too many to talk about, honestly. <laughs> and that's regarding friendships, family members, and just toxic situations I've been in. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I feel like one of the major ones was this group of friends that I met during 2009. Oh, God. That's that that's a long time. Drew back. <laughs> um. I met a few of them in school, and I met a few from, like, friends of friends, you know? Mm-hmm. But we were all very toxic. Like, I feel like our relationship, our way of being, our what the fuck we were doing was very toxic. Let's dig into the fact that we were doing drugs every single fucking weekend. Ah. And when I'm talking about every weekend, I'm talking about every fucking weekend. Every weekend. For almost... A solid two years straight. Wow. Every weekend. And we tried every which way to get the money. Because a a few of us were working, but we were jits. You know, we were fucking like 15, 16, you know, like, and we're, I'm talking about jits. Like, we were doing X and we were doing fucking Molly and we were doing shrooms and we were doing over the counter shit. Like, Good Lord. Toxic ass fucking people, right? But yeah. we were jits, so we didn't know any better. Not to mention, we all came from like not so well Family, childhoods, like... families, fucking, okay. you know what I'm yeah. saying. So this relationship evolved into this major roller coaster ride, which ended up being for almost 12 years of my Jeez. fucking life. Yeah. And it's fucking crazy. It's crazy to think that it started off as as jits doing fucking drugs every fucking weekend literally hurting each other because not like physically yeah but hurting each other mentally because we would do these drugs and we would be so happy oh, i love you you're amazing then monday would come and now we're wearing off yeah. where our fucking hormones are out of balance so we're treating each other like shit we're fucking angry we're not even listening to each other we're not communicating we're 
this was a constant thing. And then I would get to the weekend and we would do drugs again. And guess what? Everything we were all okay. happy and I love you and you're amazing. And <laughs> One of them was my, my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. One of them was my best friend. And it ended up being a weird like triangle. Not to say we were like having sex with each other, but it was pretty close. You know, yeah. it's not we never did anything <laughs> intimate, but that's how, how it, it felt. felt. That's how everybody interpreted. I cannot tell you the amount of people that would come up to me and be like, are y'all like together? Like, like are y'all like a, a triple? Together? Like, you know, like, a, is that like a thing? And it was because of the way that we all behaved. It was because of the way that we all created this weird imbalanced relationship where it was a constant need to be with each other. It was a constant need to be reassuring each other. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird because we would like separate and then the other people would get mad at each other and then we would get back and and you would find out that they would like do shit. Like I remember this one time I left to Chile. I came back. All my weed was gone. They had like a weird thing energy thing going on and you know and i'm like such an energy person like even back then even even back then when i was a straight fucking ravage ass savage bitch (laughs) you know and i could care less about how you felt i was toxic as fuck back then even then i could feel energies and i could just feel the shifts but for some reason i always stayed along you know like i always like cling along like I don't know. I don't know. There's something in this friendship that's for me. Whatever the fuck the situation was. And this just rollballed and for so long. And then my boyfriend at the time, we, we split up. And then they ended up hooking up. And then we were still friends. And and then I met another dude. And then that snowballed because she needed to be in the relationship too. And that just kept on going for years and years. And I'm telling you, it was just a very, very toxic lifestyle environment behaviors from all sides Mm -hmm. and it was just hard to get the fuck out of it because it honestly felt like oh okay this is how friendships are like is this not how you are with your best friend and your boyfriend oh Mm. you know like oh oh (laughs) yeah and i like i feel like once i started getting older especially once i had leo like once i started have like went into motherhood Mm -hmm. had that ptsd shit and and I felt really alone. Like, I realized, like, huh, this is toxic. Huh. Maybe this is not the right way. And I remember many times, like, opening up and trying to get some type of communication going, some type of, you know, alignment going. And I feel like it would work to a certain degree. And then we would roll back to the way that our behaviors were in the beginning. And I don't know, man. Toxic behaviors are hard and toxic situations are even harder you know what i mean and like you unless you completely get out of it it's hard to stop like it's hard to completely change that behavior so yeah dude 12 fucking years after realizing hey this is really fucking toxic this is not okay for my well-being this is not okay for my mental being this is not okay for my physical being i need to get the fuck out a huge explosion of bullshit drama you know yeah and I was I wasn't even living here at the time. Like I was just I was all the way like miles away when all this was going on. And I remember just needing somebody and the people that were always there that I never really noticed started showing up when I finally started letting go. Like when I finally started being like, 
I'm in a fucking toxic ass place. I need to get the fuck out. Like I'm not getting what I need. Let me leave. All of a sudden my eyes started opening and I was like, I never even needed this in the first place, you know? So it was hard. It's still fucking hard. It's random. It's like yeah. weird. It's like you get like this weird feeling because these toxic people that have been in your life, you thought were always going to be there. And it's also an investment. That's an investment oh my of God. time. Ain't like it, it's one of the reasons why those relationships are so hard to leave from also because you're like, holy shit, I spent so much fucking time with this person. Yeah. Like I spent so many years with this person. So many like, phases. Exactly. With this of person. my life. I went like and I, and then I had to realize because I have the same person. I was in this she was my best friend mm-hmm. or what I thought, you know, was my best friend. And because of what she had going on, I guess, in herself and her life, I was her whipping post. Like and that just was my lot for that friendship. Yeah. And I was going through things while I was having this friendship with this person. Yeah. And I realize now that it's just me associating these big times in my life with this person because this is who was around during these big events. So yep. it means more drama. Dra- you know, exactly. But it's really just the person who was in my life at that time because she would just I anytime I talk about it now as an adult, I'm like, why would I allow that to have to keep happening to myself? You know, like. We'd find ourselves in these situations where anything that I wanted, she needed to have, and she had to have it before me. And that's not just talking like in school, or I'm talking about in life. Like she wanted what I wanted. She would change up her stuff just to, to like mirror, mm-hmm. and then she'd have the resources to do so and do it, even like with guys. I said, that's... I like this person, then all of a sudden she liked this person, and she was, in my eyes, the prettier one and the more popular one. And so she did what she did to do it, and then she had it. And that was, I was just supposed to be okay with that. You know, she'd pop in and out. Whenever she had a disagreement with me, she'd disappear. I wouldn't hear from her. I'd message her. She wouldn't respond to me. Like, And then I'd just stop, and eventually when I stop and let her you know, go through whatever, she'll message me and be like, hey, where have you been? I haven't heard from you. I need you, you know, because something's going on in her life. Because something was always going on. Like something was always going on. And and it had to be about her. Anytime we'd sit down and have a conversation, me starting the conversation to be like, hey, I need to talk to my best friend. This is what's going on with me. Halfway through the conversation, She's already saying, oh, my God, yeah, me too, blah, 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 blah. And then it's all about her. And then I try and rein it back. And, and it never goes back. It never goes back. You know, like, I think it, I, I understood what she was doing to me because it hurt. It hurt me. But I didn't have any other friends at the time, <laughs> like any, like, real or what I thought were real friends. Mm, yep. Because I was. It just wasn't like that. It just wasn't like that. Exactly. exactly. Like, we were with each other all the time. Yep. I was at her house, she was at my house, we were in the practice room together, sleepovers, you know, going out for coffee, you know, going out to eat, anything. And I was in this, this is in high school now, I was not in a position, I didn't have any money, I wasn't working at the time, and she was. And so she'd be like, hey, I want to go, you know, here, come with me. And I'd be like, no, I don't have any money to go. And she'd be like, just come, I'll pay for you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, because I can't pay you back. And she's like, that's not what I'm asking for. So in those moments... I thought it was really her doing something selfless 
Yeah. Like she sees her friend doesn't have and she's insisting. But then I would go and it would be the blah, blah, blah show, you know? The blah, blah, blah <laughs> show. And I couldn't, it was more about me having to sit there and listen through the whole time, you know, about everything that's going on and the situations that she would put herself in, you know? And then she just wanted to hear the sound of her voice. It wasn't <laughs> about having anyone to talk to because anytime I did say something, because I always had what was, I only said what I said out of care for her. Like I always wanted the best for her. And I'm, I wasn't making those types of decisions that she was making. Okay. So I would try and tell her like, but you could do this or you could do that. You could do this differently. You know, if you find yourself needing to do that, just call me and come to me. Like, but it oh, never happened. It never happened. And it was always an excuse. It was always an excuse as why, like, what I was saying, like, yeah, but no, like, I can't do that. Or I already tried that. And I'm like, so then why are you? Am I here? Why am I here? Exactly. Like, what, what do you want? What do you want from me? And the more. I started to feel that, which, again, didn't happen for about 10 or 11 years, mm -hmm. okay? I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore because she would, the the longer the friendship went on, the bigger the gaps would be in between her speaking to me when she wanted to stop speaking to me, okay? Mm -hmm. And the last, the last bit was I went to New York for my sister's bachelorette party. I said I was going to go. And my friend got very upset that I was not taking her. And I was like, yep, what do you mean? I, this, is, this is not my thing. My sister is having, I'm not going on vacation. You know, and she's like, yeah, but I want to go. I, I want to go visit New York, blah, blah, blah. And so me being the dumbass, okay, I asked my sister. And honestly, I swear to you, I didn't think she would say yes. I really didn't. Uh, so I asked out of curiosity if, you know, such and such could come if she paid her own way, you know, and whatever. <clears throat> and she said yes, because she she's like, she's just sleep on the couch. It turns out there was enough room, like, for another bedroom for the two of us. And so we go, and I'm, we're having a good time, but my sister had this really beautiful place, like, that her, I don't even remember whose it was. It just was in the family. And she was staying there. We had a club to go to, you know, and other things in that specific area. But my friend wanted to do other things. She wanted to go out. She wanted to explore. And my mom at the time lived in New York. So she was there. She was willing to say, hey, I'll come scoop you girls. And you guys can, you know, do errands with me and ride with me for, for, a, a, for a day or whatever. Yeah. And I said no. I said no because at the time I was not in a position to be that with my mom, my mom and I have a very strenuous relationship. And because of her toxic behavior, I was not able to be in a car for hours with her without it turning into a fight or an argument. And then what? I'd be stuck in the car at her discretion unless I get out and take a cab, yeah. which I didn't want to do. Yeah. And second, I was there for my sister's bachelorette fucking party. Like, that's what we were there for. Yeah. Okay, and she ended up messaging my best friend at the time, or my other, Jose. Yeah. <laughs> to try and, because she, whatever, she wanted that too because I wanted that. So that was a whole other problem. Anyways, she was messaging Jose talking about how I'm being ridiculous to my mom and having attitude with my mom. 
uh, and being mean to her because... Well, you guys are on the trip. Well, we're on the trip. Literally, I'm sitting on the couch <sighs> with my sister and her friends in the fucking house. Okay, we're all dressed up. We're drinking, having a good time. And I'm fucking getting messages from Jose talking about why is Andrea messaging me about you and your mom? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> solid. Yeah. Solid guy right there. Yeah, for real. He's like, hey, uh, this bitch talking <laughs> about you? Yeah, no, he said, I don't know what she thinks this is. And my loyalty lies with you. So I don't know what she thought was going to happen here. Oh, God, I'm dying. And I was like, dude, I don't know either. because." And then I explained myself. And he said I didn't need to. He said I didn't need to explain what was happening. But I felt like I did because yeah, she yeah, made yeah. me feel like I was the she made it seem like I was this bad, terrible person and that she was all like holier than thou. Like she's mean to her mom and I'm not like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so she had she like I, I said no to her. I held my 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 ground, ground and she hated it. And yeah. she refused to speak to me on the flight home. She said barely two words to me. Shit. She got picked up before I did, and she didn't stay with me. And I, the whole deal was that if either of our parents weren't there to pick us up, you know, or our rides, we would wait until the other person leaves, you know. Mm. And that, but no, she she fucking left. She was like, I'm not, you know, I'm not waiting. And then she just stopped talking to me. That's nuts. She just stopped talking to me. And then she reached out to me. I reached out to her. I said, Hey. It's my dad. It's coming up on my dad's birthday. My dad passed away when I was nine, for those of you who don't know. It's coming up on my dad's birthday. I don't care what we're going through. I need my best friend. Can you please, you know, reach out? And she saw the message and she never responded. She never responded. But then the day after, she asked me to roll a couple joints for her dad because her dad, um, her dad's back was hurting from the surgery he had from like however long That's ago. Nuts. Because I'm fucking stupid, I did it. You know, because I didn't have any problem with her parents. And she came to the house and I said, are we going to talk about what's happening? And she said, no. She took the joints and she walked out of my house. Oh, toxic as fuck. Yes. And that was for me. That was like, that's it. No more. She tried to come back in maybe like a year later, a year. And I was like, absolutely not. That's fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Toxic behavior. But I put up with it for so long because I thought, like you said, that was normal. Yeah. And it's not. I feel like it's so it's so problematic, man. Like, finding someone in your childhood and bringing them into your life and continuing this cycle of weird behavior. Yeah. Toxic behavior. It's just, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like, once you get out and you start looking back and you're like, what the fuck was I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why... Did I keep allowing this or why did I keep going for it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's so weird. It is. It's so weird, the connection and the wanting to fix things and the wanting to have that image of, oh, but we're best friends or we're boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever, uh, whatever the situation. That has got to stem from like childhood something. Yes, childhood trauma. I definitely was uh, one of the things that kept me in that relationship was the comfort of knowing that someone was supposed to be there for me like I didn't have that I think for me it was the opposite it was it was the feeling of being needed so I stay and I've always been like that I've I've always ended up with relationships or friendships where I feel like I'm needed 
where I feel like I'm making a difference, where I feel like, you know, you know what I'm saying, yeah, right? Like where I, I feel like if I weren't here, this per it would impact this person. Mm -hmm. So I want to be here for them. Yeah. That's a big thing for me. I've, I always want to be there, but that's the problem yeah. because I always want to be there. So even when I shouldn't be there or even when I'm not wanted there or whatever the fucking situation, I'm still there, mm. you know? And in my fucking friendship at the time, I feel like that was such a big thing. That you were needed. That I was needed. So I had to stay. And people would be like, but this is weird, dude. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't. Yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> you told me too many times, like, this is weird. Like, you would see our messages and shit. Because it got to the point where I was losing it. Like, I and like I remember, especially when I got with Lewis, and I feel like that's when my brain started, like, slowly, like, adjusting to adulthood and and trying to really find myself and try to at least be a fucking better person, I started really noticing the weird shit that was going on. Like, I couldn't hang out with anybody. Yeah. I felt like I was in a relationship with her. Yeah. Like, I felt like <laughs> it was a full-on relationship. And at the time, like I said, I felt like I was needed. So I didn't really have a problem with it. But it got to the point where I was like, this is a lot. I can't. Like, it got exhausting. exhausting. Like, having to hang out with her got exhausting because I needed a certain degree of connection. But there wasn't. Because it was exhausted. You know what I'm saying? There yeah. was no more connection. You were depleted. That she took everything she could from you. Yes. And it was just like a, it was just a habit. It was like we were friends out of habit. Yeah. It got to the point where we were literally just talking every single fucking day, hanging out every single fucking day, <laughs> like a fucking routine. But there was no, no real substance. Substance. There was no real substance. And when I finally moved, that's what I asked for because I needed it because I was alone. Yeah. Lewis would leave Monday through fucking Thursday and I was alone with Leo all fucking week yeah. and I felt alone. So I needed my best friend. So I asked for that and I got something in return of, oh, but I mean, we talk every day. Yeah, but can you call me? Can we FaceTime just for a little bit? Because I needed that. Yeah. And after so many years of Literally, hand in toe for her, whenever she posted a fucking status about being sad, sent me a paragraph about how sad she was because I was hanging out with somebody else or because I didn't have enough time for her or da-da-da, whatever the fuck, I would literally get the fuck up and run to her. I would send her paragraphs of what I thought she needed to hear. Yeah. But when I went away and I needed that, she was it was never there. And it took me 12 years to need it because, honestly, I, I, I'm going to say it. I'm I'm a very suck my feelings out of that. I'm not going to feel it. I'm not going to fucking be this sad bitch. I'm not going to do this. I'll let anger take over me, but I won't let sadness take over me. Mm -hmm. But when I left, sadness took over me. So that at that point, after almost 12 years, was the first time that I ever actually needed somebody and reached out, and it was too much. Like, you know, and it was, it was a lot. She was not prepared to give that back to you. It was, she was not prepared for it because she was busy now mm -hmm. because, and I get that. I totally get that. But when you have a friend that fucking needs you, you should make the time. You should make the, especially after someone that them. gave you their fucking life yeah. and their fucking boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's weird to say it, but it's true. I spent so much time worried about her that my 
boyfriends at the time, whether I had like five boyfriends within that friendship of hers. Mm -hmm. And all of them were hindered from that friendship. And all of them have spoken to me saying, uh, can we not bring her? Can yeah. can she not be around? Can you not have to worry about her? Can you know, like, yeah, she's she was a lot. It was a lot because she never really kind of like hid any of her emotions like, either. For yeah, us, mm-hmm. from us. Yeah. So it always made, I guess, the people who you're talking about and me very uncomfortable. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. Aji was very uncomfortable as well. Like all of my now very close friends. That were always telling me, hey, this is fucking weird. I remember having a best friend (laughs) before her. And she was amazing. You know what I'm saying? And sadly, we separated mostly because of her and because of the drugs. Because that friend at the time was a solid, like, I'm not going to do drugs. I'm doing success. Fuck your ass shit. You're a fucking idiot. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Get the fuck out of here. This is not going to be good for you. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I went the other way, you know? But everybody, everybody, everybody that came into my life told me, wake your fucking eyes up. This person is bad for you. Like, I remember just going out of my way to hang out with anybody else and it being the biggest fucking problem. Yeah. Or like, remember that time I made the post? I came over and she was there, and we hung out for a little bit and smoked or whatever. And then I left, but it had been a while since I'd seen you, so I made a post on Facebook. I wasn't her friend on Facebook. I didn't feel like I needed to add her, but I put you. I tagged you in the post. I said it was so wonderful to see you and to catch up with you. I hope we get you know to to keep in contact, especially you again, since yeah. you were living right there again. Like. Yep. right there not you're not there but the other there you live close to me for a while mm-hmm. you know in a couple different places and then she had a problem with it yep. or when you had a party and you didn't invite her or anything. i just assumed she was coming with you i didn't I think i had and to i told her that her. and she didn't believe it and like that's the thing like just saying that like it gives me the legalese like just to think that i literally had to like almost beg people to forgive her behavior to be like, I'm sorry. Like, this is just, you know, to just feel this way, you know, like I remember telling you, like, just give her a chance. You know, she's cool. Telling all of my friends, my boyfriends just being like, just give her a chance, you know, like, but it was just a very possession controlling toxic behavior. It was a very toxic fucking friendship that lasted way too fucking long. And it took way too long to get out of it. Yeah. And it, yeah, but that's, that's, again, comes with when where your limit is at. Because I also remember having that conversation with you. Like, you'll get to your part. Yeah, you'll I get remember. to the point where you can't do this anymore. And you'll say, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah, and I remember crying. I remember yeah. crying and being like, you know, that it sucks that we're here. Like, it sucks to be here. Because mm-hmm. I definitely saw her being in my life for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, she was supposed to be the my godmother i mean the godmother to my kids she begged to be but then she was annoyed about the kids yeah and it was like (laughs) what the fuck fuck? (laughs) and everybody would see it and it was it was so weird bro it was so weird it was just like a very possessive controlling situation such a toxic thing and especially the way everything ended i'm glad it did but it was so toxic yes it was such a toxic ending on both ends because 
at that, at the end of it, I was at my wits. I was I done. It. I was so fucking angry. I had so much built emotion fucking it was a disaster it was a disaster i was like fuck you fuck your mama i'm done with your fuck like <laughs> i remember sending her like a too. whole fucking audio of like hell hell with it you snapped i you snapped i was done like i was done and i remember like trying to like even after even after everything i remember us speaking once and it was like a weird like vibe a weird like oh uh, you know, I love you and you're great and everything was fucked and this, it was so fucking weird. And then I remember uh, her saying something like, oh, well, maybe we'll be friends again one day. And I was like, I don't know if I'll ever get back there. Yeah. You know, and oh it, and it sucks because it's like, I wish I could just be like, yeah, let's forget about everything. Let's go back to yep. the way we were. But we weren't anyway, exactly. except toxic. Mm-hmm. And Even, you both were different. Exactly. Different now in different spaces. Oh, no. Like and you it's can't, like, never. You can't go back to that. Because that's the thing. Once you let go of a toxic situation, you can't go back. I would have fought you tooth and nail if you even I know. tried. Because she sent, uh-huh. she no, sent you're not me the only a message, one. too. Yeah, I remember. remember? I remember. And a whole bunch of other, And I was just like, And what? I remember her, like, I remember reading that message and being like, what are you trying to to achieve here she was trying to, to isolate yeah i feel like a big part of toxicity is that selfishness right i said that at the beginning and they want to be not just selfish for themselves but with you like yeah. you're not allowed to have any connections you have to be accessible to them 24 7 Let's say you call them and they don't answer, but that's okay. But they call you and you don't answer. And it's, and a, it's a problem. problem. Because they don't, that, that reciprocation that you get in a healthy relationship with someone is not something you're going to get with a oh, toxic it. relationship. Yeah, it's they true. don't want you to have any anybody else. They, they want what you want to feel needed, you know? Yeah. But also they want to feel needed. They want to feel supported. They want to feel comfortable. They and they want to be feel... the only one. Yeah. yeah. The only one. So... Like I remember. Oh, that's so weird. Yep. All right. We're done. We're done with that. Yeah. Because I could talk about that literally for hours. Of I could course. talk about that for days. But um, yeah. So besides friendships, have you had any other toxic situations that you would like to speak on? I think I really wanted to also bring the family into this because... Just because they are blood does not mean that they are beyond getting cut off for being toxic. That's just, and it's sad. It's sad, especially from my view, because I've always wanted to have that close family dynamic. And I've never had that ever. Mm -hmm. Okay, my family is very disjointed. They like to say that they're all together and everything's cool, but... I'm a product of them not being cool. Like our <laughs> relationship so that. is a product of <laughs> everything not being cool because everything is cool for a few people, the main people, but you know, anything different and they treat you different. And it's not just me, you know, like they don't give a shit yeah. about anybody else's feelings. And I'm one of those, I'm one of them, the one to say something, you know, like you guys can't do this to me. Like First of all, you don't know me to say these kinds of things about me. Like, I think it's it's that whole thing of family. Your your business is my business because you're my family and you're younger than me. 
So yeah, you don't know you shit. You don't know shit. And I, because I'm older than you, know everything. And I'm going to be that. That's how my family is. And I am at the point now where I'm like, no, you can't be like that. Good so for you. goodbye. Yeah. I just had to recently cut off someone in my family because they could not wrap their heads around my divorce and were not respecting my boundaries that I set with my ex-husband and my family. And that's that's okay to me. I mean, it hurts. I mourn that relationship because I I thought this person was really the only thing I had left in my family. Was going to be in your life And forever. was going to be in my corner and in my life and yeah. supporting me forever. And it just, it wasn't the case. And that's... Sucks. that It sucks. And that ability to be so emotionally selfish, again, screams toxic person. Yeah. Because they just can't see beyond their own needs and beyond their own wants. Yeah. And we're supposed to be family. We're supposed to be blood. You're... you're we're supposed to be family. Family, bro. Like... Come on. I mourn my relationship with my friend, you know, because that sucked. I put a lot into that. But at the end of the day, they weren't my family. You know, you're supposed to have your family at the end of the day. Uh And I didn't even have that. And now, you know, I mean, I cherish the relationships I do have. Like a thousand percent reaching out to my dad's side of the family, you know, being so close to my cousins because we decided to not let our the drama the drama and that toxicity affect our relationships because we have our own personal relationships that's and awesome they fucking kick ass yep, you know they do. uh but it, they're definitely family members are not above being cut out yeah. for toxic behavior and they shouldn't be i agree man because i feel like with my family i went through a huge i mean many 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 especially when i was younger like i remember the constant of there's a way to be and you're not it. Mm-hmm. So let me not only expose you, but make fun of you for it. Like I remember being like 13 years old and wearing a slightly booby shirt because I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I thought I looked cute. I didn't look like no stripper. Mm-hmm. I looked stripper. Cute. stripper. All right. Well, my beautiful little family decided to call my father and tell them how big of a slut I was. Oh my God. And how I was going to be a stripper and how I was going to have kids early. And mind you, my mom had me rather early. They're very fucked up. Always have been to my mom. And I get it. You know, I have a mother-in-law. She's a bitch. (laughs) So I get people have different ways of being, being. especially when you're not part of the family. But it's fucked up, man. Because when you are part of the family and you don't get that acceptance, it's fucked up. I feel like my grandfather got sick, really fucking sick, and he passed away not that long ago, mm-hmm. but I barely got to speak to him, and they say it's all my fault. Mind you, during this time, they were attacking my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, while my grandfather is basically on his deathbed dying, they're attacking my mom about shit that's happened in the past, about whatever the fuck. I, I remember sticking up for her and them sending me sending me messages about my mother and her not giving a fuck about me and her wanting to kill herself. Like all of these unnecessary comments that mm-hmm. didn't need to be coming from my family to me about my family, like about my mom about and my dad, mom. you know. Oh, wow. My grandfather's on his fucking deathbed. I was in college at the time. Mm-hmm. I was working at the time. I had I was in the most fucked up, abusive relationship of my life at the time with this 
piece of shit guy mm -hmm. that kept cheating on me and just physically and mentally abusing me. And I had my fucking family on my fucking ass. And I, I, I honestly, I did. I missed the chance to say goodbye to my grandfather, but I blame it on my family dynamic. Of course. I blame it on the toxic fucking behavior that was brought upon at the worst time possible. My grandfather passed away. We get a message and it's like he passed away. And I remember being like, what the fuck? It took me so long to process it. I still haven't processed it. Yeah. It's been too many years now. Many years. I didn't have Leo at the time. It was prior Leo. Prior pregnancy. So it's almost been nine years since his passing. And I still haven't processed. And it's because I didn't get to process him dying. Because of everything that was going, going on. on. Because instead of us being a fucking family and and realizing that we were all going through shit, not just them, it was like we could have possibly had a nice goodbye. Mm -hmm. But we didn't. Because of their selfishness. Because of their selfishness, their toxic behavior, yeah. their constant need to be right, their constant need to be on the upper hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. That's also... Uh... I think that's big, be the upper hand thing, because yeah. that going back to the definition is their way of making sure you that feel you small. know yeah. that they're better than you. Than you. Yeah, it's fucked up. Everything's fucked up. And 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 let's just scoot to scoot right in to quick relationship comment. Mm -hmm. I've had two really fucked up boyfriends in my life. Yeah, all of them have been majorly fucked up, honestly, <laughs> but two of them were majorly. One of them I was completely and utterly in love with, and he was a piece of shit. He was a psychopath in the sense of he would get on the floor and cry and and paddle like like a baby. Fetal position? A wailing like position. No, wailing position. What like on that? his back, like, oh, like God, that. Like a tantrum. Like a tantrum. He would throw tantrums a lot. Like oh, my a lot. God. And we would, hit, like, we would fight, like get into physical altercations a lot. Like, a lot. Like, I remember being choked against the refrigerator door and me being, like, like knee-to-ball type action mm -hmm. and slapping and kicking and throwing and breaking and just abusive as fuck. That lasted almost three years. And once again, I felt like I was needed. I felt like he needed somebody. I felt like the behavior that he was experiencing, that he was bringing out, was a, a, a cry for help. Mm -hmm. So my dumbass was just there like, beat me up. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I felt like. And then skip forward to a couple years later, not even that many, where I met this other piece of shit that cheated on me multiple times. And my damas continued to stay there. I feel like the point I'm trying to make here is that toxic people are addicting. At least my type of experiences when you've had my type of trauma, chaos is wanted. It's hard to get away when you feel like you're needed, even if you're being abused. Yeah. Because I feel like that's just a constant cycle. That's always been a thing in my past lives is that I'm constantly being either mentally, physically abused, but I'm there. And honestly, half the time, I'm happy to be there because, oh, I'm needed. Oh, but at the end of the day, they come and hug me and tell me that they love me. Tell me that they need me. Mm. So I'm fucking there. Because that's how toxic people get you. Because they fucking do everything possible to make you feel good and make you feel like shit. 
master manipulators. And it's typically the class type of like being a narcissist that and toxicity are like hand in hand. Huge. Um, Just the concept of being fragile and getting in that situation. It's hard to get the fuck out. Yeah. And speaking of, I don't know if you guys remember, but last episode, we actually asked you guys to send in some toxic experiences, opinions, thoughts, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. We actually put it on our social media as well. And we got a few submissions. This is one of them. This one is from Kishé, and thank you so much for yes. sending it in thank and so for much. sharing. Um, but before we start, I do want to say this: uh, a trigger warning. This story does involve sexual abuse, so if that's too much for you, we completely understand. And if you have to exit, thank you guys for listening. So I was about 15 turning 16. I went to my mom's house in Miami to visit and meet this guy, and ultimately he forced himself on me. And I was young, so I never really had the sex talk. I got two kids now, so I understand how it works. But back then, I thought I could possibly be pregnant. And I saw my mom, and I told her, but I didn't tell my dad. So when I went back home to my dad's house, I talked to one of my aunts and told her what happened, and she got me a pregnancy test. I took it. My dad found the instructions in my drawer, however, so there was a sit-down. He approached me, and he was like, are you having sex? I told him no, and he's like, okay, so what's this? So I told him basically what happened, and he started yelling at me, and he's like, you were though, right? And I was like, no, (laughs) trying to protect the person because I was already so terrified about what was happening. My dad is just toxic as hell, so he would be irrational. He thought that the guy was someone who I was close to for about four years, and I told him no, it wasn't. But he had it in his head already that that was the situation. And so long story short, that became a really big thing. And eventually it came up again. And I was like telling him that's not what happened and explained what did happen. And he basically called me a liar. And I told him, you don't know me. And he's like, I know you better than you know yourself. And just being really mean. You know, I told him I was molested at the age of eight. And he told me I was a liar. That never happened. And if it did happen, he would know about it. Granted, it was something I didn't really remember until uh, that happened until I looked at his house because I was alone and I got thinking about it and realized that this was a memory that I had completely blocked out. So in all of this, he's upset. He gets really mad. He calls me a liar, pushes me into the refrigerator as I'm trying to walk away. And he's just going off. He's like, you're going to go to Miami. You're going to be a whore. You're just disgusting piece of shit, basically. And I was like really young at the time. So this was crazy. So I ran away. I ran back to Miami to go with my mom. And after I ran away, he turned off my phone. He didn't know where I was. He didn't try and figure out what was going on. Just turned off my phone and didn't talk to me and basically kind of just left me to fend for myself. During my time back in Miami, I did better than was I, I was expected to do. I graduated with a 3.0 GPA by myself and put myself through school. And he made it look like my accomplishments were because of him. And he went around telling people how he raised me and all types of stuff. And after that, he badmouthed me to everyone, including my sisters. He actually caused a rift between me and my sisters because he made it look like I was the problem. And that is the definition of toxic. Fuck. Yeah, listen, Kishé has been my best friend for 15 plus years. I'm pretty sure it's more than that. I I know her father and I know this fucking piece of shit. He's literally, if you look up toxic, you'll find his face. Yeah, he absolutely sounds like a disgusting human being. Like, it's your daughter reaching out, practically asking for help. Begging for it, crying for help. Begging for help. And 
you completely and utterly dismiss. Because that and would not look bad on him as exactly. a father. Like to say that if it did happen, I'd know about it. Like that's disgusting. how fucking dare you? I yeah. am so sorry that you had to go through this. I'm so sorry that you experienced this. This is not okay. And you're absolutely right. This is the definition of toxic. Of toxic. And the fact that we can have such toxic people in our family. Family. Like, yeah, that's her fucking exactly. father, like dude. For her you... biological mm-hmm. father. Yeah. Disgusting. How, how you can do that to your blood, like your daughter. Like, I don't know. But you know what? Kishay is a kick-ass mom. Yep. She's an amazing wife and a great best friend. And she's better for it now, you know? She's working through her stuff, and she's all right. Yep, so all the power to you, all yep. the love to you, and I can't believe that was such a disgusting fucking reaction as, well, as a father. Yeah, well, Toxic thank you so stuff. much for sending this and being so vulnerable with us and our listeners. I'm sure they appreciate it, too. Yeah, thank you for opening up. Thank you for being here. All right. Uh, I think we have another submission from Yesenia, and hers is actually a voice clip, so we'll get to hear her tell her story. I love Clips. I thank do too. You for yes, it in. girl. Thank you. All right. About two years ago, I had a friend who had a girlfriend, and I basically became like a third in the relationship because I was always with them, and I was always a part of their arguments. Like I was always the one playing mediator, and this is probably the most toxic people that I've ever encountered in my entire lifetime. But it was more so my friend's partner who was like the most toxic one moment that i experienced with them that kind of just changed my life forever was when we were in the car and they were arguing and i had never experienced arguments the way that these two women were arguing like i'm talking about screaming matches like fist fighting just everything that you can imagine going wrong just times 10 Okay, so we're in a car, we're on the highway, and they're arguing about oatmeal because one person made oatmeal and the other person didn't want oatmeal and didn't eat it. So the girlfriend got mad at my friend for not eating the oatmeal, wasting money. This whole entire, like, it's something so stupid, right? Oh you, we're on the highway, and I told them, where are you? I'm terrified. So as we're on the highway, my friend's girlfriend gets so mad that she pulls the wheel. She pulls the wheel of the car that my friend is driving while we are on the highway and we almost hit a car okay we almost hit a couple cars because she wasn't just it wasn't a one-time thing of her just taking the wheel it got so bad that we had to pull over on the highway and then me and my friend who were actually driving the car get stranded on i-95 okay we are on the side of the highway because this argument went so left Okay, so whatever, we couldn't even call an Uber because what the fuck. She ended up calling her mom, which was really embarrassing because her mom didn't even like her girlfriend, whatever. We get picked up, I get dropped off at my house, and I start getting a thousand phone calls. And I answer one of them, and it's the, it's my friend's girlfriend, and she's like, she's like, Blank has been talking to me. Blank has been talking to me. Like, you need to, like, help me talk to her. Like, you need to get her to answer the phone. And I'm like, you left us on the highway. Like, what do you mean? And she got mad at me that I wasn't trying to help her. So I hung up, and I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. She called me so many times that Do Not Disturb didn't work, and I literally had to shut off my phone. When I opened my phone, I had a hundred. 
Yes, it is, and we are more than prepared to have it. There's a lot to talk about, and we're going to dig in. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please check us out on Instagram at underscore exploring thoughts underscore. Don't forget about our TikTok, our Facebook, our website. <laughs> Shit, bitch. Check us out everywhere. <laughs> like, share, and subscribe, guy. Share, subscribe, <laughs> like, comment, and see you.